Chapter Fifteen of California Sketches by Oscar Penn Fitzgerald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen: The Blue Lakes. It is not strange that the Indians think the Blue Lakes are haunted, and that even the white man's superstition is not proof against the weird and solemn influence that broods over this spot of almost unearthly beauty. They are about ten miles from Lakeport, the beautiful county seat of Lake County, which nestles among the oaks on the margin of Clear Lake, a body of water about thirty miles long and eight miles wide, surrounded by scenery so lovely as to make the visitor forget for the time that there is any ugliness in the world. The first sight of Clear Lake from the highest point of the great range of hills shutting it in on the south will never be forgotten by anyone who has a soul after winding slowly up 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 the mountain road a sharp turn is made and you are on the summit the driver stops his panting team you spring out of the thoroughbrace and look and look immediately below you is a sea of hills stretching away to where they break against the lofty rampart of the coast range on your left and in front sinking gradually down into the valley below the lake lies beneath you flashing like a mirror in the sunlight its northern shore marked by rugged brown acclivities the nearer side dotted with towns villages and farms while uncle sam the monarch peak of all the region lifts his awful head into the clouds the sparkling waters kissing his feet i once saw uncle sam transfigured it was a day of storm the wind howled among the gorges of the hills and the dark clouds swept above them in mighty masses the rain falling in fitful and violent showers pausing at the summit to rest the horse and to get a glance at the scene in its wintry aspect i drew my gray shawl closer and leaned forward and gazed it was about the middle of the afternoon suddenly a rift in the clouds westward let the sunshine through and falling on uncle sam lo a miracle the whole mountain from base to summit softened blushed and blazed with the prismatic colors it was a transfiguration the scene is symbolic behind me and about me are cloud and tempest typing the humanity of the past and the present with its conflicts and trials and dangers before me the glorified mountain typing the humanity of the future enveloped in the rainbow of peace showing that the storms are all over this was my interpretation to my friend who sat by my side but i do not insist upon it as canonical the blue lakes lie among the hills above clear lake and the road leads through the dense forests of which the gigantic white oaks are the most striking feature it passes through scott's valley a little body of rich land the terraced hills behind and the lake before winding upward the ascent is so gradual that you do not realize until you are told that the blue lakes are six hundred feet above the level of clear lake the lakes are three in number and in very high water they are connected they are each perhaps a mile in length and only a few hundred yards in width their depth is immense their waters are a particularly bright blue color and so clear that objects are plainly seen many fathoms below the surface they are hemmed in by the mountains the road being cut in the side of the overhanging bluff while on the opposite side bold rugged brown cliffs rise in almost perpendicular walls from the water's edge 
a growth of oaks shades the narrow vale between the lakes and the mountain pine and oak madrona and manzanita clothe the heights there are the blue lakes a solemnity and awe steal over you speech seems almost profane the very birds seem to hush their singing as they flit in silence among the trees the chatter of a gray squirrel has an audacious sound as the bushy-tailed little hoodlum dashes across the grade and rushes up a tree the coo of a turtle-dove away off in a distant canyon falls on the ear like the echo of a human sorrow that had found soothing but not healing the sky overhead is as blue as the drapery of guido's madonna and there is just a hint of a breeze sighing over the still waters like the respiration of a peaceful sleeper the cliffs above the lake duplicate themselves in the water beneath with startling lifelikeness and with the spell of the place upon you it would scarcely surprise you to see unearthly shapes emerge from the crystal depths the feeling of superstitious awe is perhaps increased by the knowledge of the fact that no indian will go near these lakes they say a monster inhabits the upper lake and has subterranean communication with the two lower ones and of this monster they have a mortal terror this terror is explained by the following legend many many moons ago when the ukiah indians were great and strong people a fair-haired white man of great stature came from the seashore alone and took up his abode with them he knew many things and was stronger than any warrior of the tribe the chief took him to his own campoodie and gave him his daughter for his wife made him his son she loved the white man and never tired in looking upon his fair face and into his bright blue eyes but by and by the white man tiring of his indian bride and longing to see his own people turned his face again toward the sea and fled she followed him swiftly and overtaking him at the blue lakes gently reproached him for his desertion of her and entreated him to return they were standing on the rock overhanging the lake on its northern side he took her hand smiling and spoke deceitful words and then suddenly seizing her hurled her with all his strength headlong into the lake she sunk to the bottom while the white man resumed his flight and was seen no more his murdered bride was transformed into an evil genius of the lake the long and sinuous outline of a serpentine form would be seen on the surface of the water out of which would be lifted at intervals the head of a woman with long bright hair and sad filmy blue eyes into which whosoever looked would die before another twelve moons had passed the indians would go miles out of their way to avoid the haunted spot and more than one white man affirmed that they had seen the monster of clear lake one stormy day in the winter of eighteen hundred and sixty-something i was with a friend on my way from ukiah to lakeport by way of the blue lakes after swimming russian river always a bold and rapid stream but then swollen and angry from recent heavy rains urging our trusty span of horses through the storm at length we reached the grade winding along above the lakes the darkened heavens hung pall-like over the waters the clouds weeping and the wind moaning dense clouds boiled up along the mountain peaks veiling their heads in white folds no sign of life was visible we drove slowly and were silent feeling the spell of the place 
there's the monster i suddenly exclaimed where asked my companion starting and straining his gaze upon the lake below there it was a long dark mass with serpent-like movement winding its way across the lake it suddenly vanished without lifting above the water the woman's head with the bright hair and filmy eyes my companion expressed the prosaic idea that it was a school of fish swimming near the surface but i am sure we saw all there was of the monster of the blue lakes End of chapter fifteen